Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major, and welcome to season three of HV Pucks. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HV Pucks is underwritten by the healthcare law firm of Einiger and Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, to promote youth sports and various health initiatives in our local communities. And before we drop the puck on this week's episode, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Without any more further ado, the 45th President of the United States of America. Thank you. Thank you. I know you love me. Listen, I don't want to talk about the NFL. I don't want to talk about Rocket Man. I don't want to talk about Hillary. I'd like to talk about HV Bucks. I mean, it's fantastic. And it's available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. Okay. I now invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy as I chat with Phil Prynne. Phil is the bench boss of the West Seneca East Trojans uh, out of Section 6 in the Buffalo area. He's been their head coach for the past six years. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Phil Prynne. Phil is the bench boss for the West Seneca East Trojans out of Section 6. He is calling me from the Harbor Center. He has a tilt at 4 o'clock against Niagara Falls Lockport. Uh, I first met Phil last year when he came down with his squad for the Guy Matthews Thanksgiving Invitational um, Holiday Tournament. Uh, We got to chatting, and I I said to him at some point I'd like to have him on because I'm really trying to expand my reach uh, across New York State. So, Phil, thanks so much for taking the time out to uh, call me today. How's it going? My pleasure, Travis. No problem at all. It's going pretty good. Uh, Nice Sunday afternoon at the rink, uh, getting ready for a game. And uh, there's no place that I'd rather be than right here, right now. Absolutely. I know the feeling. I spent uh, Friday night at the rink and last night at the rink. And I told my my wife and my kids that uh, come Sundays now, I'm going to kind of, you know, spend the time with the family and uh, not be out so much. But uh, there is no place I'd rather be on a Friday or Saturday for sure. Um, No, no, sir. Let's jump right into it, shall we? Can you describe your team in five words or less? Young, coachable. Likeable, hardworking, but inexperienced. Okay, because uh, I remember you and I spoke a little bit before the interview that you lost twelve seniors. So this is kind of like a rebuilding time for you. Yeah, you know, we, we we're not we, we're. I mean, you, you call it rebuilding. I mean, we lose twelve seniors in the last two seasons. We've been very very strong coming off 
2017, and then we were the regular season champions, division champions last year before we had a we had a rough day in the playoffs and the semis. But so coming off of two straight years of being very strong, and even the two years before that, we were very strong, and then a little bit of a rebuild. But then we had four four out of the last five years been very strong, and this year we you know losing so many players, we, we were we were kind of trying to introduce a lot of new young players into prominent roles on the team and there are a lot of openings this year so we are trying to work through some team chemistry things and get guys to uh, you know get a little stronger doing a lot of weight room stuff doing a lot of video stuff um and we've had a very uh, very tough start to the year so far so is it safe to say coach that you're excited about the youth and kind of the direction that this program's going oh, definitely because you know that's the only way you can look at it you know you, you, if you're going to win a lot of games with a lot of seniors uh, then the next year you got to replace a lot of good players, and it's, it's impossible to do it all in one year. So what you have to do as coaches, our job is always to find the positive and build on the positive, not dwell on the negative. You know, we lost a lot of good players this year. This is going to be a tough year. No, you have to approach it with the same energy and passion you do regardless of uh, who's in your lineup because you never know. These kids are going to work hard for you. They're going to buy into what you're selling them, and they're going to be the ones that step up and take the place of the guys that graduated. So you know, it's on us to as coaches to present the game to them and let them grow into it and uh, make it as big time as possible for them because for most of us this is big time right you know regardless of whether you lose seniors to graduation you lose someone to injury before a game or you lose someone to prep school or travel you know it's an opportunity for someone else like you said to step up um are there are there any surprises this season coach you know somebody maybe coming up from a modified or a jv program or even just the development of some of the the kids you know like in, in the weight room or their hockey iq if you will um you know we had a we have a freshman that made our team um, this year named Tim Machinsky and so far he's uh, he came kind of out of nowhere and played his way right up onto our, our second line if you will um, and I can say the same about four or five other underclassmen that are on the team for the first time Jack O'Brien is a new defenseman to the team and he's right away right on the second pair and he's learning on the goal for sure but he's playing confident he's playing physical he's playing quick um, and he's, I think he's adjusting pretty well to the speed and physicality of the game um, and then um I mean, the surprises, I mean, I guess, you know, it's, it's good energy we have this year. We have uh, a lot of young guys that are just very eager and very excited to play for us. And even though the win-loss record is, isn't where we want it right now, they, you know, the message to them is don't get deterred. This is, you know, we're going to be okay. We just keep building. We have to be a good team in January, February, and we're going to work towards it all year. And so far, the response has been really good. Right. You have to learn how to win together, how to lose together. And, it, it you know, no matter who I talk to, whether it's a kid that's playing juniors in Canada or they're playing club at, you know, Cornell or Quinnipiac, they always say that there's nothing, nothing comes close to playing for your high school, playing in front of your friends, your family, your community. So when they throw that sweater on, regardless of, like you said, what the record is, I mean, that's what it's all about. They're out there to have fun. They're out there to play a game that they love. Uh, and, and again, you want to see more wins than losses in, you know, on, in the stats. But at the end of the day, it's about having fun and, and building lifelong memories. Um, yeah, and it, you know, the thing is, everybody, you know, everybody from travel teams, they, they all come from different backgrounds. They don't necessarily have much in common besides the fact that they all play for the same travel team. But that comes and goes and changes year after year. High school, every one of these kids has the same thing in common. They're all, they're all green and gold. They're all Trojans. They're all West Seneca East. They're all, they all go to the same high school. They all walk the halls together. Um, so you, you show up to hockey and it's with your classmates and you look in the stands and it's packed with kids from your school, your friends, you know, you could, you could be on, and I'm not trying to take away from travel hockey. Obviously we all played travel hockey growing up, but you 
could be the best player on your on your travel team, on your AAA team, but nobody knows it. Right. Because the only people watching those games are, are parents. Right. And, you know, old brothers and sisters. But you take, and then you walk the whole of your high school, you might be the best AAA player there is, but nobody knows it. Right. You play, you suit up for your high school, you go to one game, and you score two or three goals, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody sees you. And that, that, that type of thing is something that travel can't offer. And it goes for any high school sport, not just hockey. It's any, uh, any sport that brings your, you know, I mean, look, go to high school, you go to middle school, you grow up with all these people, and they're going to come watch you dominate a game you play, and they're going to cheer you on. And, you know, that's what it's all about. There's nothing like playing for your school, and it extends right up into college. Look at the pageantry that college basketball and college hockey and college football have. And high school, like a, high school hockey, is like a miniature version of that, especially in Buffalo. It's such a good hockey area. Oh, that, you know, that's why I know a lot of people down this way complain that the the finals are in Buffalo, but I, I tell them, you know, you know, throw a few dollars down, get a plane ticket. It's a fifty-minute flight from my area, and you can't get any better. I mean, you know, the pre-tournament dinner at the Lexus Club. You know, having a former Saber, Patrick Coletta, or whomever address the kids. You know, it's just oh, yeah. it, it is it is a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the and to and to be able to experience it with you know young men and young you know young men and women. Let's say that that I actually know from you know back home here. To you know, experience it through their eyes. I mean, it's just a it's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. Um, yeah, and you you can't beat this facility here. It's the Harbor Center is incredible. It's yep. state of the art. It's downtown. Yep. It's connected to a hotel. It's connected yep. to the, the Sabers Arena, the Key Bank Center. It's connected to the whole Arena District now and the Canal Side District. There's there's a uh, rail cars that go up and down uh, Washington mm-hmm. Street, mm-hmm. Main Street. That I mean, it's just it is a nice little city nowadays. Also, right. in the last ten years, it's gone through such a renaissance. Um, it's nothing like the Buffalo I grew up in. Right. Um, but, you know, and then you look at other sports, too. I mean, football, the, the state championship is always in Syracuse or Carrier Dome because of the facility. Right. Uh, you know, so, I mean, other sports do the same thing. It just is what it is. I think it's probably because it's new. Some people aren't really open to it yet, but they keep doing such a great job here. If they keep doing it year after year like this, I think nobody, eventually nobody's going to even think twice about it. They're going to say, oh, yeah, we're going, to the, we're going to Buffalo for state. Right. I and see. that's going to be kind of a marquee thing. Now, that being said, it could change. It could be a, you know, Cicero could get it in five years from who knows mm. but uh you know for now we're enjoying it being here and it's our goal to make it here because you know how it is here and it's a great building it's a great atmosphere that you know neighborhood surrounding it's incredible and like i said you, this building gets so loud it's louder than you know when we played in their section championship game next door at the key bank center it's empty you know it's nineteen thousand seats but it's empty so it's quiet right. but then you come here for the state games or the playoff games even here, but, you know, the semifinals, sure. the quarterfinals are here, too. And this, this rink is so loud because it's smaller and it's packed. It's incredible. Like, it's so loud. I, and that's what makes it, man, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I stay at the Harbor Center. I stay at the Marriott. You know, I've, I've enjoyed the salt and vinegar fries at 716. So, and I've enjoyed the Tim bits at Tim Horton. So you've got it all right there. There's no reason to have to go anywhere else. Um, no, you just got to get the barbell out in East Aurora. For yeah, my, my, I think, I think that's the best place for me. My, There's a couple tourist traps downtown, but you got to get out to East Aurora for the barbell link. My buddy, uh, Steve DiCarlo, he has some family up in Buffalo. He gave me a whole list of places to go. Oh yeah. He gave me that place that you just mentioned, another place called Gabriel's Gate. You know, there's, Gabriel's Gate's 
very good too. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So oh, I'm actually staying up there an extra night because the flights on Sunday are not good. The last flight out is at 5:40 p.m. and the the Division oh. One game starts at three, so there's no way that I'm I'm leaving. So I'm gonna stay at a hotel like right across from the airport and uh, fly out Monday morning. So I might gotcha. have the opportunity to check out one of those places, Coach. You made a few na- yeah. you referenced a few names before when you were talking about the surprises and and the excitement with the team. Who are some of the other players to watch on your squad? Uh, I think um, you know we have a junior defenseman, assistant captain. He's been on the team since his freshman year. Is uh, Colin Schmatz. Uh, you know, he's a big horse. I think he's about 6'1", 220. Uh, can skate up and down the wing. He can, or can get up and down the ice, I'm sorry, and flies up and down. He's our, you know, he's our number one defenseman, but um, he joins the rush so frequently that he's almost like a forward out there, too. Nice. Almost the equivalent of like a midi if you're playing soccer or lacrosse. Sure. He goes sure. up and down the ice. Um, and he's, very, he's one of the best skaters in this league, for sure. Um, I also have Connor Mantel. Same thing. He's a senior this year. He's our captain. Um, he's been on the team since his sophomore year, and again, he's a you know he's a AAA player as well, and um, he plays forward and defense for us. So he's another one that can do it all. And right now, um, those are our two big guns. And then we have Hunter Kashuba, who's also a let's say our number two defenseman. But uh, we 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 keep Schmatz and Kashuba separate to try to have at least one of those guys on the ice at all times because they're kind of like wanting it one one B. They're both sure. you know we. We don't want to put them both together too often. Nope. Then, you want to you know, you spread the wealth. Somebody specifically, but we try to have uh, those two guys staggered, so we always have a very strong defenseman on the ice. Absolutely. Um, and then a lot of the guys after that, we have uh, Mikey Borowiak and, and Noah Biley. Um, are both uh, seniors that have been on the team. Uh, Mikey's been with us two years. Biley's been with us for three years. And there's good Fed players. They've played three years now. They're, they're leaders. They're big men here now, and they're providing some good stability and some good learning. Um, they're good line mates for some of the younger guys we got rotating in. Uh, Noah Biley's got his little brother playing on the team this year. He's in 10th grade. His name's Jacob. Um, so we're getting him in as well and just trying to set up where guys are in position to be successful. Not just this year. Obviously, we, you know, we'd like to be as successful as we can this year. But Absolutely. going forward, it's making sure we got guys that are learning how to play fed hockey, learning what it's like to be on the team, learning what, you know, learning how we carry ourselves, how we dress, going to the ring, how we prepare on game night, uh, how we prepare on off-game nights, uh, how we just carry ourselves, you know, and you know, how we respect the program and trying to set the table for the next generation to come in and hopefully keep our success going. I have to tell you, I was very impressed with what I saw at Ed Witz's Fabulous 21 tournament. I want to say there were eight or nine Fed teams that came down, and again, they carry themselves a certain way. They certainly dressed in the nine. Uh, you know, the product on the ice, you know, is beyond comparison, certainly. But I also think it speaks volumes to how the game has grown down here. Because when I was younger, upstate teams never thought to come down to play other than regional games or tournament, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, when, if you can get 21 teams together, you know, including, let's say, almost half of them from, you know, five, six hours away, I think that says something. Um, what, oh, it's great. Yeah. What impact do you think the new rules, particularly the two-minute penalties, uh, will have or have had, let's say, on your club? Um, <laughs> funny, so far with the 17-minute periods and the two-minute penalties, um, that's a lot of hockey. If you yep. That extra six minutes per game adds up, and the two-minute penalties make it a lot tougher to kill penalties here. Right. Um, so I think until our guys get adjusted, because they do call a tighter game than they do in travel hockey. There's a lot more penalties that are called. Um, and in the past, with the, you know, the penalties being a minute 30, they were easier to kill. You really only needed one power play unit and one PK unit. Maybe 
you get a change on the fly with, you know, 25 seconds left in the kill or in the power play, and you got, you know, a second unit out there, I guess, for a few seconds, so you got your lines back together. But now, it, you need to be deeper. You got to have two units on each. You got to have two, uh, you got to have two peeps and two kills. Um, and, uh, you know, if they still call a tight game, you're going to take a lot of penalties, and you're going to shorten your own bench, not even trying to. So what happens is you don't want to get your, your power play units and your PK units burnt out right. early in the game because um, of the long, longer game, first of all. But then um, you're, just, you're not getting your third line on the ice. And, you know, you try to play three lines for, for the longer game. So I think early on, there's, you know, there's that kind of reality. As guys, we can't take penalties. Guys, we need to get our, keep our shift short in case we get into penalty trouble. We don't want to be running five, six, seven guys three, four, five minutes, you know, at a stretch. And then, you know, maybe go back to five on five for a shift or two, but then there's another power play or a penalty kill. Then you got to go back with your unit again. Sure. So it, the challenge of the coaches is, is getting your third line on the ice and knowing mm-hmm. when to do it and how to do it and be proactive about it because, you know, you, you, you're never too far away from the next penalty that's going to be called. So you want to make sure your your top line or your top unit is going to be ready to go. So that's something that I think coaches are learning on the fly with as well. And I think referees are adjusting too because they're still calling a very tight game and a lot of penalties being called early on. And I, I'd, I'd hope to see that kind of fade away a little bit, ease off a little bit. Because, uh, I mean, we've had eight, nine, ten minor penalties aside through the game so far. We had 22 penalties called in the season. Talk to the coach afterwards and man, that was not a chippy game. They just called a lot of penalties. Right, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that a lot myself. I'm an off ice official for Monroe Woodbury out of Section Nine, um, and I also am a in house DJ and public address announcer for some other teams. So I do get to see that perspective, and I have seen. I will agree with you. I've seen more penalties being called, and you hope that uh, as everybody adjusts to the new rules, that uh, things settle down. Um, Coach, when you look at the calendar, is there a biggest game of the season that you're looking forward to? Uh, yeah, usually it's West Seneca West because of, you know, we go to the same town, we, uh, pay the same taxes and we drink the same water. Right. Um, but uh, we share the same rink. <laughs> but, uh, I think this year we're looking at Sweet Home because, um, mm. we got better of us in the playoffs last year and we're yeah. still not really over that. Yep. Yeah. We really felt like we had, we really felt like we had the best team on, uh, you know, you play a game, you hit five or six goalposts and you outshoot shoot them by a bunch and you don't get a power play at all during the whole game and you wind up losing by a goal. It kind of kind of really makes you want to get at that team next sure. time you play him. So for sure the Sweet Home game this year is circled on our calendars. When, hey, um, I, don't want to put, to, I don't want to put you on the spot, Coach. When is that game? Do you know? Oh, it is. Um, I, I do have it circled. Let me uh, – Sorry, is, sorry uh, for throwing that at you. So I'll let you – January 12th. January 12th. Big – I knew it was January, and I knew it was on a Saturday. I just didn't want to get the day. No, no worries. So January 12th, big tilt between uh, West Seneca East and uh, Sweet Home. Um, Toughest rink to play in besides your own? Toughest rink to play in besides West Seneca? Yeah. Hmm. Um, Well, that's a tough one. I mean, I'd say Harbor Center because of how awesome it is, but we are all-time, our record at Harbor Center all-time is 9-2-1. So we we have a very good we Harbor Center has been very good to us. That's sure. our home away from home. Yeah. Um. I I have to say then uh, we've played uh we've played Timon at Casanova Rink. That's their home rink. Okay. Um. And that's a tough place to play just because it's small and it's loud. Right. But you know honestly we played Hamburg at the uh, the Hamburg rink, the old Nike base they call it. Um. And uh, it's just like West Seneca's rink. It's a single pad. Yeah. 
tight little barn type of idea, you know, type of rink. And uh, again, when Hamburg has a good team or Frontier for that matter, because there's two teams that play out of there, we played them there. And um, Frontier handled us once there pretty bad. Um, and then last year we played Hamburg. We we beat them in overtime there, so that was a big win for us. But uh, that's a tough rink to play in, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, Hamburg, the Hamburg Nike base. I will... I'm sure Hamburg would like to play more games there too. But uh, they, they unfortunately get a lot of their games out of the Northtown Center. But uh, yeah. Well, listen, I'll I'll definitely take your word for it, and maybe one day if I can get up there and check out a game at one of these other rinks. Um, who's your biggest rival? Would you say it's you? You talked about before. Is it West Seneca West? It's West Seneca West. Yeah. yeah. And, no, yeah. Okay. Just because of geography. I mean, if, if I'm keeping geography out of it, uh, us and Grand Island have always had a pretty good rivalry going back and forth as okay. well. Uh, but nothing, uh, nothing compares to East versus West. Sure, that's that, as big as any rivalry in this area for sure. Okay, almost like the Battle of Alberta out there in Canada. Let's say the between the Oilers and <laughs> yeah, the Flames. Right. Okay, I'll take it. I love it. I love it. What do you look for in a hockey player, Coach? I want you to be hard and and, and tough, but I also want, you know you got to play the game smart. You can't just be a guy that skates hundred miles an hour in one direction and then you don't know what to do once you get there or okay. if the puck is you know 50 feet away you gotta be you know you gotta know where, you, you know, where you're going where it'd be how to be open for a pass how to how to support your teammates i mean i look for coachability i mean we're going to give players advice all day long and if, and if they take our advice and and they and they grow as players it just makes things easier but if you know you got players that don't want to listen to you they want to listen to their other coaches or they want to listen to their parents more than the coaches that are working with them that's kind of like it makes it tough because you know you want you want your players to be teammates as well right regardless of where regardless of hockey ability regardless of what other teams they play for or play have played for when they're here when they're wearing a trojan uniform they got to be teammates they got to be teammates they got to be brothers um and you know the hockey thing you know everybody at this level is a pretty good hockey player and it's up to the coaches to put them in a good system put them in put them on lines put them in positions to have success on the ice but you know the thing is if, if they buy in and they are teammates with each other they have to have a bond a family and um take care of that that's that's a good foundation and then from there you can work on the hockey stuff okay but um we just try to make this you know, hockey program at what be you know we, we view it as one of the premier programs at our school you know year after year we're always a strong team we always have a winning record um our fans our student bodies great our administrators administration supports us incredibly well the fact that we have two you know set varsity teams in our district just makes things that much bigger and better you know um it's just it's a yeah, it's a big thing in West Seneca and Buffalo as well, but West Seneca especially. We just have such a good hockey uh, environment. Mm. It's you know, blessed to be a part of it. Um, you talked a lot about what you look for in a hockey player. Can you just give me uh, your thoughts on what makes a successful hockey coach? Uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta love what you do. Um, I mean, you gotta have passion, and you gotta you gotta love the colors. You gotta love the mascot. You gotta love the team. Um, and, and first and foremost, you got to make these young men feel like they matter more than anything in the world. You know, if, if they get the impression from you that you are 100% all in for them, that's what makes them buy into you. That's what you got to sell it to them like that, and they have to buy it. Hmm. Um, and me, you know, for me, I, I just I put a lot into this. I put a lot of passion into it. I put a lot of effort and energy into it. I'm always watching film on other teams. I think I have two or three video accounts where I can pretty much watch any rink around. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime we play a game, I'm always watching film ahead of time. I'm, I'm dissecting what they do with their lines, how they forecheck, how they back check, what their weaknesses are, what their strengths are. And then we try to apply it in practice and talk about it in our film sessions. And we try to, 
you know, match up our players against what we think will be a successful matchup on the ice. And that's, that's what I do. Um, and that's the way I approach the game. Um, and, then, you know, you always, your personnel is going to change from year to year. And you just you have to be good at understanding who you have and what you have and what you don't have and how to make it work. You know, so that's, you know, that's always an ongoing challenge is you uh, have a lot of players coming in and out every year. And uh, you got to figure out, adjust your systems accordingly and always put the effort and the, and the passion into it. Because without that stuff, you're not going to go anywhere. I love it. I love all that. Uh, everything that you just said. Um Favorite moment or memory? I'm sure now you've been at this, you know, as the bench boss for West Seneca East for six years, but favorite moment or memory, if you have one that just comes to mind as a coach so far for the Trojans? Yeah, it hands down. It's uh, our double overtime Section 6 semifinals goal against Williamsville East in 2017. Okay. All right. Um, we, uh, you know, we were the number seven seed in the, in the Fed that year, and Williamsville East was the big number one. And uh, we had lost to them twice the year before, and uh, they had come off. They had won. They had won the section five out of the last six years. We'd done huh. to that point. Huh. Um, and then we we play them in the playoffs here at Harbor Center. Uh, and uh, you know, right away, first minute twenty of the game, they go up two nothing on us. Wow! And uh, we we just weather the storm, weather the storm, weather right. the storm. We wind up scoring. In the first period, and then later on in the first period on a power play, we tied it two to two, and then it went. That was in the first period, and then it went all the way to double overtime. Wow! Um, and uh, Tyler Arn, um came down the wing, had four guys chasing him, and just let a let a slap shot go at full speed, and just beat the goalie over the top, and hmm. the roof the roof blew off this place. Um, <laughs> I can only imagine. The celebration on the ice was so incredible. Butchergrass retweeted it. Wow. You know, yeah, it wound up having over forty thousand views. You know, you've made it so, when when you know you made it when Bucci Maine uh, retweets your selling. That's right, and that's what I said, man. I said you're big time now. Bucci Grass retweeted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, but no, I mean it was a great way. I mean it was, you know, after that we wound up winning the section championship in our next game. But you know that was um, we, we'd already beat that team that year. The sure. team we wound up beating that year, and we we knew we felt we were a stronger team. But the semifinal game was a tough matchup for us. And, hmm. For us to win that game, that is instantly, it's forever my favorite moment. Um, I, don't, I can't see that ever being stopped unless we do it again. But the crowd was packed at Harbor Center. It was so loud. I just, that moment where the puck went in, and I think I hit the glass so hard with the palm of my hand, I, I couldn't feel my hand for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good kind of hurt, though, Coach. Um, yeah, yeah, my grandparents were at the game. I love and it. And they saw it happen, too. My grandfather went to Williamsville East, but he was rooting for us that night. Sure. It was just a magical night for me. It was a magical night for our whole team. Coming, yeah. coming from where we were and, and to get to that point and then to beat that team, which is excellent. They ended their season the year before in the playoffs. Right. So it was a little bit of a revenge a year later. That's almost like a Mighty Ducks Disney kind of ending, if you will. You couldn't have scripted it oh, better. Yeah. Couldn't Certainly have scripted the biggest, it better. Uh, the biggest moment I've ever been a part of as a hockey coach. For love sure. it. Love it. I got a few more questions for you, Coach. How would you describe sure. the state of hockey in Section 6? How would you describe the Fed? I mean, it's come, you know, it, the media coverage has come so far along. Uh, okay. And now, like, you know, you can follow games online, live scoring. There are a lot of the games that are actually broadcast now. There's a crew here. Yep. WNY Athletics does a great job. Yep. Um, and as, then, you know, as does Icing the Fed. It's so much easier to follow along. You can always yes. be following along four or five other games that are going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, stick taps out. You know, like, we're just have such a credit with Harbor Center here and the way the Buffalo Sabres organization treats us. Yes. Um, it just makes us feel like we're big time. You know, I, I love it. There's nothing like it, really. Yeah, I have to say, I really do admire the way the Sabres treat the players, treat the programs, you know, whether it's the media day before or the playoffs. 
or just you know against whatever amount of support they give the Bowman Cup. Uh, which I've, you know, I've always enjoyed, uh, you know, watching or, or, you know, seeing stuff from. Um, certainly, stick taps out to Frank Wolf and Western New York Ath- Athletics. Uh, he's been a big supporter of mine, as well as Melissa Brody. I got to see her in action with Icing the Fed. Uh, she was down here last weekend. So definitely yeah, the media coverage. Still, uh, they're two of the best. Yeah. I know they rival each other a little bit, but they're two of the best. <laughs> yeah, this little friendly competition isn't a bad thing. You know, and again, Absolutely. I've seen it with my own two eyes, whether it's at Edwitch's tournament or whether it's up at the Harbor Center. During the state championships, I mean, you know, the Fed, Fed, Fed boys come to play. That's for sure. Um, as, as we wrap up here, Coach, favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Pat Lafontaine. Patty Lafontaine. Right. Okay. So we'll He's give a Ranger our, guy. Our, yeah, give our that, but, give uh, our favorite. Man, he came to Buffalo, and he and him and Mogelli in ninety two, ninety three, lit the league on fire. And I don't think we've had a dynamic duo since then. Really. I mean, I guess you can point to like. Matthews and Marner are a young sure. version of that now, but even Kane and Taves, like Taves is more defensive. Kane scores a lot of goals. Uh, but man, Alexander Mogilny and Pat LaFontaine, those guys collectively, 76 goals. LaFontaine had 52 goals and 95 assists the one year. I mean, oh, unreal. I love watching Pat LaFontaine in the odd. I mean, I, and a lot of younger guys nowadays, they never had a chance to see games at the old odd in Buffalo, and I feel sorry for him because that building was. I'm looking at it right now where it used to stand. I mean, I'm looking over at the canal side area where the odd used to be. Yeah. And, uh, man, that building was rocking all the time. It smelled like hockey. Uh, I love it. It felt like hockey. It was like a dark dungeon. The stairs were so steep. You felt like you were going to fall forward out of the ice. You could hear everything. You could hear them chatting on the bench. Oh, man. But, yeah, and then when that goal horn would go off, when they would score, it would be so loud in there. It was incredible. Um, Every building now is so big and quiet sounding yeah. compared to the old places like the odd and the maple leaf gardens and things like that but yeah man there was something magical back in the early 90s but Patty lafontaine for sure he right. i grew up watching him and he was the best player in the nhl those years and i got to see him right here so i feel lucky for that all right so given that it's the time of the season you can appreciate this phil i'm going to do my best um, Rick Jenneret impression. La 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 Fontaine. I love that. That was one of my favorite calls. I love listening to Rick Jenneret uh, whenever Tis I can. Tis the season, yeah. I yeah. remember that Tis one. Tis the season. Tis <laughs> the season. Uh, there's actually, if you Google or go on YouTube and type in like Rick Jenneret calls, you'll hear them all. You know, it's, it's on, you know, somebody call a cop. I mean, it's ridiculous what he does. You guys they are so. They put out a CD. They actually put out uh, a new CD. Uh, five, it was probably about 10 years ago. I got to get that. I gotta called, get, it was called Roll the Highlight Film. I got to get. like 50 or 60 RJ calls from, this, from you know, over the years. They're I'm, all on there. It's, it's a great <laughs> CD. You just put it in and listen to it. And you need goosebumps. I'm cracking myself up over here with that LaFontaine. <laughs> anyway, um, is it safe to say the Sabres are your favorite professional team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll never change. We had some dark years here, but uh, it's, they seem to be back on track now. Oh, absolutely. It's fun again here. And, you guys uh, are on. And I had a season ticket since I was 19, so I had a few years. I, it, was, it was tough writing those checks a couple of those years, but I knew eventually these, these, these young players are too good not to get good eventually. And I think we finally turned the corner. So, yeah, walking in the building now, it feels like it did back in the day. Yeah. Which is nice to see finally. Well, I, you know, I was talking to a lot of the parents and a lot of the players that came down for the, the tournament, and I said I really have a good feeling about um, the Sabres. As a matter of fact, a buddy of mine uh, who teaches 
in the Westchester area, not too far from where we live. He's from Buffalo originally. He was up there a couple of weekends ago at a game. And I told him, I said, I like what the Sabres are doing. I actually think they might even, you know, sneak into the playoffs. Um, but they're definitely building a team the right way. You've got some young talent. You finally have some stability in the goal. Um, you know, so it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. They're, they're a team that I like to keep an eye on, too, especially because, you know, they are a New York team. Um, last question for you, Coach, before I let you go, because you have to gear up for your tilt against Niagara Falls Lockport at 4 p.m. If you weren't a hockey coach, if Phil Prynne wasn't a hockey coach, he'd be a fill-in-the-blank. Airline pilot. I <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. I, was gonna go, I was actually going to go to flight school down in Florida. Uh, I got accepted to Embry-Riddle in Daytona Beach, and then uh, after 9-11 happened, it kind of changed my mind a little bit after right. what happened there. Sure. Everybody kind of took a deep breath and decided, oh, I wanted to be involved in sports, and uh, what better way to... Love it. So what? I decided to be a teacher and a, and a high school coach, and that's where I'm at now, and I couldn't be happier. What subject do you teach, Phil? Do that. Oh, nice. Okay. Very yeah. good. Very good. All right. Well, I've been chatting with Phil Prynne. He is the bench boss of the West Seneca East Trojans out of Section 6 out of the Fed. I've had a blast talking with him. Uh, I look forward to seeing you when I come up in March. Hopefully the Trojans are in the dance, uh, but if they're not, nice. uh, it would be nice, If they, but if they're not, hopefully we can go to Gabriel's Gate or that other place. What's the bar? What was it called? Ah, uh, you got Bar Bill. Bar Bill, maybe for some wings, because yeah. I've had Duff. Well, the suburbs a little bit, but that, listen, I'd be happy to we, go there. We can, <laughs> we can Uber out there. I've been to Duff's. I've been to the yeah, Anchor Bar. I've been to 716, so now we need to kind of expand our wing, you know, like our, our we need to expand our territory a little bit. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. And for I, sure. Need, I need to get a Stinger sub from Imperial Pizza. I'm going to tell yeah, you right now. Yeah, that's a good one, too. You could probably eat those once a year. I had, but, uh... <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. It might get me into some hot water with the good folks at Jim's Steakout. I was thoroughly disappointed with the Stinger sub that I ordered from Jim's Steakout. Yeah, Imperial's better. You know, it's, it's the chain restaurants that are they're not as good. The Commander Pop Shops are what's, what's going on around here. Yep. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good pizza places that you'd never hear of if you weren't right from here. So. Listen, I am all about, as you know, keeping it local, keeping it close, supporting the, you know, the local businesses, the mom and pop places, like you said. All right, Phil, I'm going to let you go. Best of luck tonight against uh, Niagara Falls Lockport, and best of luck to you and your club with the rest of the season. I'll see you in, see you in March. Thank you, buddy, Travis. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show, and uh, hopefully I'll see you in March. Oh, I'll definitely be there. You know where I'll be. This is your boy, Trav, and you are listening to HV Pucks. Take care, Phil. Thank you, everybody. You got it. Bye-bye. As this episode for Season 3 comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. 
This season, Stick Taps will be brought to you each and every week by H4H, a growing car transport and handyman service company in Rockland and Long Island. Howie and Jesse are service-oriented guys known for providing quality service at competitive prices. For rapid, reliable, and relationship-driven car transport and handyman home improvements, call 516-497-1194. Mention the code 5MinuteMajor and receive a $25 discount off your next car transport service or $100 off your next handyman service appointment. Stick taps out to the Tom's River Southeast Varsity Hockey Team and the Lacey Varsity Hockey Team for joining forces to help those in need during the holiday season. The teams held a gift drop prior to their game on Monday, December 3rd. Uh, The proceeds benefited Children's Specialized Hospital, Harbor House, Providence House, and Big Brothers Big Sisters of Ocean County. Stick taps out to the North Rockland and Monroe Woodbury varsity hockey teams for hosting their fourth annual Winter Classic at Bear Mountain Rink on Friday, December 7th. Admission to the event was one unwrapped toy, which will be donated to the uh, Maria Ferreri Children's Hospital. Stick taps out to the Grease Storm hockey team for hosting the Warrior Classic versus the Hilton Cadets on Saturday, December 8th at the Lakeshore Arena. All proceeds from that event uh, benefited the Veterans Outreach Center of Rochester. Uh, The Veterans Outreach uh, Center of Rochester was founded locally in 1973 by returning Vietnam veterans. Um, It remains anchored in the community, and it offers a comprehensive portfolio of supportive services designed to meet the needs of veterans and their families. And through the generosity of the community, all of the programs and services are provided free of charge. So again, Stick Taps out to the Grease Storm hockey team for hosting that Warrior Classic. Uh, Stick Taps out to senior captain of the Paul Six High School ice hockey team for recording his 50th uh, goal against Steinert. Uh, his name is Cameron Chandler. And Cam is, o- is only the second player in uh, Paul the Sixth High School ice hockey history to reach the 50-goal mark. Uh, with five points against Nottingham on December 7th, Cameron is now the all-time points leader with 91, uh, and that's awesome. I'm, I'm sure at this point in the season he has more than 91 points, but I definitely wanted to give him some stick taps for that. Stick taps out to Jack Shifley of the Penfield hockey team on reaching the 100-point club. Way to go, Jack. Stick taps out to Johnny Malandrucolo of the Auburn Maroons hockey team on achieving 100 career goals. Johnny, I apologize if I butchered your last name, buddy. Stick taps out to the North Haven High School hockey team uh, for hosting a food drive prior to their home opener on December 15th to benefit the North Haven Food Bank. Stick taps out to the Jackson Memorial High School ice hockey team for assisting with the Manalapan PBA toy drive on Saturday, December 8th. Stick taps out to the Arondacoy Eagles ice hockey team for organizing a food drive to assist community cupboard on Sunday, December 9th. Stick taps out to the Arlington Admirals Club hockey team for raising awareness and funding for uh, Sparrow's Nest on Saturday, December 8th. And stick taps out to seniors Brian O'Shea and TJ McKee of the Mayapack hockey team on on joining the 100-point club this season with the Indians. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks.
As the horn sounds on this episode of HV Pucks, I want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding, because our family time takes a hit over the next few months as I embark on another exciting hockey season. I love to interact with my followers and fans, and you can always find me on Twitter, at TravJack71, and on Instagram, at 5 underscore min underscore major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the new full-length album, Out of Time, by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The new album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can also find them on Twitter, at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. The 2019 New York State All-Hair Team is looking to complete its roster. So tweet me a picture at TravJack71 and use the hashtag New York State Puck Flow to nominate your favorite high school player and or coach. Winners will receive a custom t-shirt. Attention all Section 1 players, coaches, parents, and fans. Peck's Skate Shop is looking for nominees for their Plays of the Month contest. Post your video on Instagram and tag at Peck's Skate Shop and use the hashtag Peck's Plays of the Month to enter. Each month, one winner will be selected to receive a Peck's Skate Shop gift card. I'd also like to give a special thank you to the healthcare law firm of Einiger & Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, for underwriting Season 3 of HV Pucks. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink. <laughs>